Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the emergency broadcast of the Legend in My Spare Time Radio Network. It's your boy, the Rev Matt Lees. And for those of you just joining us, if you've just jumped in on Series 3 of this new adventure, I am no longer living in the house of a loving family. I am no longer living in the warm basement of a woman who loves me. I've been cast away. I'm living alone in a motel in a very room, in the room, the very room, where eight years ago, a stripper who could not take it anymore hung herself to death. The fucking, the bar across my shower is still bent from where she hung herself. Uh, it's a true story. That's right. And that voice, the English accent you just heard, ladies and gentlemen, making only his second or third. I'm thinking second because we did two episodes and one of them disappeared. He is drummer, producer extraordinaire of the Matt Lee's band. And uh, a man who contacted me this morning and said, you're staying at a fucking motel. I need to come see you. I'm going to come check you out. He's here, Wayne Bond, ladies and gentlemen. How are you, folks? Uh, so, yes, here we are, Wayne. Yeah, it's a beautiful day. Some wind going on there. Yeah, my oh, nice... Yeah, look my, out back here, eh? Oh, just you some know, nothing. wasteland. <laughs> bathroom, uh, bathroom windows also don't lock. Awesome. We are here at the Matt Lee's Motel, we'll call it. And uh, yeah, man, I've been uh, I've been hooted, I've been booted, I've been no, I'm no longer welcome in somebody's life. I've been future endeavored. So as a musician, I'm gonna do the only thing that I know how to do. I'm gonna strap my guitar on my back and I'm gonna hit the open road. That's great, man. And every step of the way, I'm gonna document it for these fucks to listen to at home. Yeah, I'll be listening, man. I'll be yeah. I'll be so, checking you out. Right now, we're still within the motel. As of next week, I will be on the road to Iowa. There's already t- there's already a gig booked. For next Thursday night, I'll give you guys more details once I have it. I'm also going to take the recording gear with me and try to tape some of the gig, some of the onstage atmosphere, because I've been explaining to my listeners that my passion has recently been waning, and I now am at the point where I have to regain it. It's like getting back on the bike. I have to reteach myself how to enjoy playing music, because for a long time, I wasn't enjoying it. So over the next week, before I get to Iowa... I just hope I can rekindle that and blow the mind of some Iowa college girls because that's right. Matt Lee's ladies and gentlemen will be playing at the Iowa, one of the bars for an Iowa state frosh week. That's right. <laughs> that should be a fun time, man. It's crazy. Wish I could come <laughs> crazy how life works out this time last week. I thought I was just two months away from taking the girl I love to Walt Disney world resort for the greatest vacation of our lives. And now next week I'm going to be playing frosh week in Waterloo, Iowa. Who the fuck you, you don't, Life is a funny fucking thing, isn't it, Wayne Bond? Oh, it is, man. Like, I mean, as you know, I went through similar circumstances a number of years back. And, you know, uh, one day you're, you know, you're doing one thing. And the next day it's totally something completely different. You know, the next day, you just take it as it comes, you know. That's right. You got to stand up and be counted and move on. You came through it all right. Yeah, I did. uh, Somehow. We were were playing music at some of your lowest lows, Wayne. And you came through it just fine. I think that's what kept me going, actually. I think, um, you know, just getting behind the kit, I could take all my aggression out. Exactly. And, you know, you exactly. know I didn't have to think about what was going on in my personal life when I was exactly recording or playing. So Exactly why I praise you know, the Lord that I have that musical talent to fall back on right now. Me too, because, you know, hopefully I don't need it again someday, but if I ever do, it's there. <laughs> it's true. I just, uh, sometimes I look at people, the people in the world that don't have any, like, discernible skills. They don't have anything special about them. They just work, hate their lives, hate their wives, and then die. And so I just, you got to be blessed. Guys like us have to be blessed that we have any skill at all. That we were shown. I don't believe in the Lord. I don't believe in uh, divine right. I'm just saying that we, we should feel lucky that we were born 
with this natural talent to be musicians and to be creative and be able to do that kind of shit. I agree. Some I people agree. don't have that. You know, uh, I, I totally agree, man. Um, you know, I mean, I, I don't know what else I'd do if, if I didn't have my music, really. I mean, you know, because like I said, I mean, it's got me through some pretty tough times, man. Exactly. You know, yeah. even just to listen to it sometimes. Yeah, you know? ex exactly. Just, you know, I mean, I haven't been to the point where I've wanted to uh, strangle myself and hang myself from a bathroom from, <laughs> from shower curtain but <laughs> from this very bathroom my god no me neither wayne and i were talking before the mics were on and i basically said you know in life you're either gonna fucking sink you're gonna decide you're gonna get in the bathtub turn on my chemical romance and slit your wrists or you're gonna stand up and say all right what's next man and you know what when the when luke skywalker realized he had to go off to fight darth vader he didn't pussy out he didn't say, no, nah, it's too big of a job for me. My exactly. feelings are hurt because my aunt and uncle are dead. No, he went out there and he kicked Darth Vader's fucking ass. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> he did, and you're absolutely right. This too absolutely shall pass. Right. Call me Matt Skywalker, motherfuckers. <laughs> so what's new in the world of uh, what's new in the world of Wayne Bond? You uh, you were mentioning a new a new studio, a new home, lots of building on the upwards. Uh, yes, uh, new home. Um, you know, new studio going and. Uh, Definitely, I've gone back to work in the day job again uh, as a truck mechanic. So, um, yeah, I mean, things are looking pretty good. I'm trying to, um, you know, with the music projects I pick, I'm trying to make them outside of, you know, the sort of Tri-Cities area anyway because mm -hmm. I think I've really done over the years I've been working with people around here. I think I've done everything I can do, really. Yeah, I don't think there is... You know, really, and, you know, I mean, I don't really think there's anything more to do, you know? I mean, I, no. I still work with one or two people from here, but the majority of my clients now are all our town folk, you know? Yeah. And I'm I'm happy with that. I don't, you know? <laughs> well, the thing about Kitchener is, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know, it's full of talented people, and it's full of musicians and muses and all that shit, but s some of them are mediocre at best. Yes. And a lot of them don't have any money, and a lot of them assume True. that you should do things for them for free. Exactly. It's so that being said, you're no longer wasting your time, quote unquote. You're just going to work with the people that you either enjoy working with, that have a solid something to offer so that you're not burning your time or your passion, you know? Exactly. I mean, and you know, I just got fed up of all the drama too. I mean, the drama with, with people around here, uh, certain few people anyway. It's just uh, crazy, yeah. Not mention any names. Um, you know who you are <laughs> if, you're, if you're listening to this. Because it's all of you? <laughs> <laughs> a couple of you yeah uh, yeah i mean but no i mean there's some great musicians in kitchener but it tends it's it tends to be like a vacuum it sucks the talent in yeah and you know every once in a while you know one will escape you know right and do something you know somewhere else and create a name for themselves but it's it's very rare you know yeah for folks these who, days anyway for folks who may not be aware uh for example mr justin bieber is not from very far around here. Yeah. Um, he used to perform shows with guys that both Wayne and I have played with multiple times. So that's what we mean by the wide base of talent around here. It goes all the way from Justin Bieber to Jeremy Brendan Day. <laughs> oh, wait, no names. You're right. You're right. <laughs> doesn't matter to me, though. I'm just saying. Actually, I like Jeremy's music a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, He's got a fine album there, I think. Absolutely. You know um, I got to work on that album a little bit, and I think he made a good al album. And, Absolutely. You know, He's got a band together now, so, you know, I mean, I still work with him uh, yeah. on and off. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's he's one of the good people that I enjoy working with. Yeah. So, um, all the power to him, you know. I hope, I hope it does well for him. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm in no position right now to be wishing ill upon anyone, Wayne. 
You know what I mean? I need oh. all the good karma I can get. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, it's, you know, you, you know, I mean, I, I went through life a bit doing that, I guess, at a certain point in my life. But, you know, you just realize that there's just no point to it, you know? No, no, there's you no. Know, you know, I mean, you know, the people that, you know, do wrong to you, it'll all come back on them anyway. Exactly. And, you, know, I, you know, karma always gets you, right? Trust me, so. karma always gets me when I do shit. So karma will get everyone. And I completely believe that. It's totally cool. I don't want to take negative karma with me on the open road with my friend Weller as we start whatever this adventure is. Oh, yeah. That I'm about to embark on. Um, I'm, I'm excited, though, man. But, you know, while we have the chance playing music in Kitchener, if you're going to be a musician from Kitchener, and uh, this will be hard for many of you at home to understand, but if, you come, if you're playing music locally in Kitchener and you start making a name for yourself, one of the first things you're going to think is, shit, I'd like to have Wayne Bond and Jay Walsh in my band because everybody around here knows these guys. And I know I've said on this podcast, Jay Walsh and Wayne Bond are a huge deal because they're in the Matt Lee's band. But a lot of guys are like, you can't go to a bar around here. You can't go to a musician around here and have them have somebody in that bar not have heard of one of the two of you. So it was an honor for me while I was here to call you guys part of my band and to share the stage with you because, fuck, we sounded good together. Well, and we've got a record and, you know, I mean, it will it will come out, folks. We we will. We will be finishing it. It's true. Even though I head on the road to Iowa, Wayne Bond will still be mixing. And engineering and doing things to that record. Yes, I will. And because all the talented members of the Matt Lee's band will still be in Canada, they can still finish it. Because Jay Walsh can go to Wayne's, they can finish the record. And with the wonders of technology, I'm sure I could even go to a studio somewhere in Iowa or Cardiff and just record my vocals. Yes, you could. Over a click yep. and send them to you. Or, or you could send me the master. Or FTP, we can do right. it that way. It's all doable, folks. The album's not dead. And Matt Lee's is not dead. Just so you know. Not going anywhere, folks, other than to Iowa, possibly to Cardiff, Wales. I might go to Disneyland Paris by myself and get drunk. Haven't decided. But the bonus is it's totally open. I can do whatever <laughs> I want. Sounds like a good time. <laughs> right? Exactly. Uh, if, you're just, if you've just zoned out and you're currently zoning back in, you are listening to Legend in My Spare Time, the emergency broadcast series. It's your boy Matt Lee's in-house with my drummer, my engineer, my good friend, Wayne Bond, fellow Brit. Yes. And uh, we are discussing life. And we go way back, don't we? It's like fucking we've said crazy. In earlier yeah. shows, we go yeah. way back. Too. It's funny. We go way. We go back further than we ever thought we did Come until on. we realized later on in life that we were like, "Holy shit! I have known you for a fuck of a long time." Yeah, it's gotta be getting on for twenty years. Like you know? it's we've known of each other. Like maybe we didn't know each other, but we've known of each other for probably about twenty years because you've known Jason's Cameron, right, or before Cameron? Uh, I've known Jason Walsh since nineteen eighty eight. See that's so, fucked. Um, yeah, so uh, we've we've been together and best friends and doing music. Yeah, then. and it's crazy because people will say to me, "Why don't you just get if you know during the time when we were struggling to put shows together, they're like, why 'Why don't you just get a different bass player or why don't you just get a different band?'" Yeah. And I'm like, "Listen, have you ever played with a drummer and a bass player or a guitar player that have played together for 20 years? Have you ever?" No, exactly. So shut your fucking mouth. Don't tell me to go and get the Walmart band no, yeah, when I have this I band. Like, these guys have played together for 20 years. So when it's my song and I fuck it up, those guys don't. Those guys keep the Matt Lee's band solid. That's why you don't settle. That's why I'm not willing to make the record with somebody else. That's why I'm not willing to play in the Matt Lee's band with somebody else. When I go to Britain now, if I start a new band in Britain or in Iowa, it won't be the Matt Lee's band. It'll be something different because the Matt Lee's van lives and dies with Wayne Bond, Jay Walsh, and Matt Lee's. Well, and it will live and die can, with that record. You know, we can always come there too, you know. <laughs> so you got to get, get those criminal records cleared up. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're more than welcome to come visit me in Iowa. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'd love to, man. I mean, you know, I, like I said, I mean, 
you know, once you're done doing what you got to do, if you're coming back, then we got to finish it. It's true. We really, and we got to do some gigs, man. For we sure. Gotta, the gigs were always fun. I always enjoyed them, man. Yeah, we Every always had a fucking great time. Yeah. Even the fucking one where I uh, threw. Oh, um, you, when we lost the Battle of Bands. Yeah. That we cheated at. I wasn't angry at that. I just felt like throwing a drink against the wall because yeah. I thought it'd be kind of fun and it'd get yeah. a rise out of everybody. Yeah, Wayne yeah. smashed a cup. And uh, Dick Van Douche, who wasn't a friend at the time, who was running the event, said, Hey, Wayne, that's probably like the last thing we want. And you're like, actually, cunt, the last thing you want is for me to pick up this fucking stool and throw it through the mirror. <laughs> Isn't that thing the last thing you want? And we were like, yeah, it's probably the last thing he wants. <laughs> yeah, you decided to correct him on what the last thing he wanted. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Fucking great times. And we lost, to a, we lost a battle of bands to a metal band doing covers. Yeah, oh, yeah, really, eh? I remember they had some big... <sighs> big guy on drums and his kit was full of all yes. toms and a rack and I'm like I can't play that I'm not playing that man <laughs> yeah. and same give night. me the kick drum I remember yeah. and that's all I used yeah. is the kick drum and the snare drum and a few cymbals the <laughs> same night hey man you guys are on in 20 minutes I'm not using that man yeah, hey oh, uh, where'd Wayne go oh uh, Wayne went home to get his drums <laughs> but he's on in 20 minutes yeah he says those drums suck so he'll be back but you guys are on in 20... Hey, man, we're not on until Wayne gets here. What was here. that? Tim Van Shovel or whatever? Yeah, Tim, Tim... We call him Dick Van Douche around Dick here. Dick Van Douche. Is that what you call him? Yeah. yeah. No, he's a good guy. I think he was... No, he's not. He's a terrible person. You want to know why? I think he was at one of our shows one... one <clears> there Here's why. Yeah, you know why he was there? Great story that you're here, Wayne. Remember when you invited me to play... That you were playing the Edelweiss that night? Yeah. Tim and I were working together at the same pub. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, this is evidently the story that you were all not going to get because I was still working with Tim. I'm no longer working with Tim, so I can tell the story verbatim, word for word, because I don't work at that place anymore because I told him to shove it. So We do have recording of you singing from that night too. We should, <laughs> But it wasn't the same night. I wasn't there that oh, night. Oh, okay. I sang with you weeks back when I was there with a table full of like six people. The night yeah, that yeah. you saw Dick Van Douche there. So two nights before, after trading with Dick Van Douche at our pub, many a shift so he could go and play with his fucking shitty cover band. Yeah. I came to him and said, hey, man, I just found out right now, but tomorrow, Wayne Bond and Jay Walsh are playing at the Edelweiss. I miss those guys. I'd love to go do a set with them. Will you trade shifts with me? Will you work for me Saturday? No, I'm busy, he says. Let me ask my girlfriend, he says, first. Then he says, no, I'm busy. Oh, so shit. I remind him, listen, bro, I've done a lot of shifts for you now. Yep. It's not reciprocal. Let's just say no. My answer is always no to you now, okay? <laughs> Good for you. Then man. he says... Oh, for fuck's sake, I'll work for you. And storms away. So I go over and I'm like, no, leave the schedule the way it is. It's fine. I'll work it. That night, I go to the movie theater. I eat a hot dog. Put onions, mustard relish on that right. hot dog. Once I'm home from the movies, my body decides that it wants to shit, piss, and vomit for 24 hours. Literally, do, do not leave my bed. Food poisoning. I call in sick that morning to the boss and I say, hey, man, I'm fucking dying. I can't make it in. I'm sorry. So comes around the time that I've called in. Tim is at work. Boss says to Tim, hey, man, Matt's sick. Can you work tonight? Tim says he's not sick. He asked me to cover him yesterday so he could play a gig with his band. Oh, my gosh. So this is a boss we've had for a month at this time and a friend, Dick Van Douche, that I've had for about a year and a half. And he sees nothing wrong with saying to the boss, he's not sick. He has a gig. To which the boss says, how do you know? And he's like, well, he asked me. The gig's at the Edelweiss. That's right by my house. I'll go there when the show's on. Did you see him there that night, Wayne? Yes, I did. And if he's there, boss, I'll text you and tell you he's there. 
Oh, really? Now, that part of the story doesn't come out until way later because Van <laughs> oh, Dusch and I... Was I, like, I was like, what What are you doing here, man? I'm like, wow, you know? And he's like, oh, yeah, just hanging out, blah, blah, with this woman or whatever. I, I didn't pay right. much attention to him, really. Right. No, he, he was there to try to catch me in a lie. He was there to try to get me fired. Wow. So not only once he was there and didn't see me, did he text the boss and say, hey, he's not here, by the way. No. So I go into work that Sunday, and I'm immediately dragged into the office with both bosses. How was your gig? Oh, I didn't have a gig. I actually got sick. Yeah, yeah. How was your gig? Tim told us she had a gig. No, I was sick. So immediately, I'm the liar. I'm the one on the defensive with two bosses I've only had for a month. Since that day, no respect from the bosses because since that day, I was trouble. I called Tim on it. But you, you weren't even there, man. No, no. I, I called Tim on it face to face and I'm like, I'm done with you. You're no longer welcome in my life. I don't trust you. Other than a working relationship, you're done because what you did is over the line. That's it. And he was like, all right, well, my biggest regret is that I didn't you know, tell them the truth. And I'm like, then go tell them right now. Go tell them the truth right now. And did he do that? Two weeks went by. I call him out on it in front of one of the bosses. The boss is standing right here beside me. And I say, hey, Tim, did you tell the boss yet that I didn't have a gig last week? Oh, no. Yeah, it turns out, uh, Rob, uh, Rob, evidently, I, I went to the gig and he wasn't there. And Rob goes, no, man, that's not what you fucking told me. You told me I'll go there and I'll text you if he's there. That's when I found it out. And I'm looking at Tim. And Tim looks back at me with no remorse, no guilt, nothing in his eyes. And I was like, okay, man, that's fine. You're cut off. You deliberately tried to fuck with my income. Uh, why would somebody do that? You know, if they call know. themselves a friend, why would they do that? Especially if you call yourself a friend. I mean, I don't know why you do that to anybody and try to cost them their livelihood. But especially to a guy who a week before that, you were like, oh, I consider you a brother, man. Right. Yeah. Sure yeah. You so then you tried to throw me under the bus. And he still says that he stands by what he did. He doesn't feel any guilt for it. So To this day, he says that. Well, the last words he said to me on the subject were, I stand by what I did. Because he thinks he was in the right. Even though I didn't lie. Technically, he's the only one who's being dishonest. Wow. Is it, wow. Be- is it beyond wow. Matt Lee's to call him sick and go play a gig? No. No. But is it okay for Tim to tell his boss if that's what he's doing? No. Tim didn't have to work the shift. Tim didn't get affected that night. Uh, wow. So, yeah. I mean- and you know he didn't have to work because he was there watching you play. On the night that he said, no, no, I'm way too busy to work for you so you can go play with your band, but I'm going to end up going to watch your band. So what you're saying is you could have come to work for that time and I could have gone to play with the band. Oh, he stayed for a while. Like yeah. He was there for a couple of sets. Of course you know? he did. Right. But he was too busy to cover me so I could come play with you guys. That's all. So that's Dick Van Douche, ladies and gentlemen. It took Wayne Bond to drag the story out of me. But it made sense to tell it because you were there at the Edelweiss. And was I yeah. there that night, Wayne? No, you weren't. Was Dick Van Douche there that night, Wayne? Yes, he was. All right. All right, then. So yeah. there you go. Dick Van Douche, that's word for word verbatim. And you know it's true, too. So you can't even sit there and say that I said something wrong. I just gave you verbatim the truth. Yeah, you Word did. for word. Yeah. Because I said to you in that bathroom, Dick Van Douche, when I slammed the door behind you and I looked you in the eye and I said, you're done because you betrayed me. And both of us. We're sitting in this room kind of yelling at each other. We're both emotional. You can tell there's a lot of emotion in the room. And he still doesn't confess the truth. And he still doesn't go to the boss and say, I was wrong. Matt didn't have a gig. I'm sorry I was wrong. Well, people don't like admitting when they're wrong that they made a mistake. It's For some people, it's beyond them to do that. Well, you know, that because cost- they're actually, you know, they're scared. A lot of people are scared, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's it, you know? Just say it how the fuck it is, man. You know? And, and then call it trust me man because i have talked some shit in my day i've said some stupid things and i've done some stupid things ladies and gentlemen haven't please, we all man exactly but please don't underestimate the strength of walking up to somebody looking at him in the eye and be like listen i fucked up 
I don't know why I said or did what I did, but I did it. And all I can do from this point is apologize. And if somebody can't forgive you for that, if you can't forgive a person for genuinely saying that, then there's nothing worth saving anyway. But the fact that Dick Van Douche couldn't walk up to our brand new boss and say, hey man, that whole Edelweiss thing was fucked up. I misunderstood it. I assumed he was going to be there. He wasn't. I apologize. That's all. He still didn't apologize to me. He's never said the word sorry, man. I almost got you fired or suspended for two shifts, which would have cost you two full days work. Wow. Nothing. There's nothing left in that man. So again, we talked about, it's all full circle. The beginning of this very show, we said, sometimes you just got to step up and move on. I agree. And if I'm not going to let the end of a four-year relationship with a woman that I loved destroy my world, then the friendship with some Dutch guy who first chance he got turned around and sold me out, yeah, so what? What can you do? Never trust them Dutch. <laughs> Never trust the Dutch. That's right. I mean, some people have told me it must be a jealousy thing. It must be an insecurity thing on his part. Uh, well, I don't yeah, care. I would say the same thing. I don't care. I could say something like he hates me because he doesn't have as much musical talent in his pubic hair as I do. But I'm not going to say things like that. No, he may well, be yeah, mad because his band will never, ever sound like the Matt Lee's band sounded like. What is his band? Uh, well, let's tread carefully here. He was in a, he was in a shitty cover band, which I did not enjoy. Yeah. They would do like Sublime and the standard covers. Yeah. He is in also a punk band who I won't name here because I don't have any ill will against them. I actually like their band. Okay. They have a great female vocalist, great drummer. Uh, they're, what doesn't even, they're called Object 221. Okay. I do not have a problem with their band yeah. or their music. I like those guys. I think their bass player is a cunt, but I don't have a beef with them. I, and, you know, when he had his cover band, too, I even tried to be a friend and say, listen, bro, this cover band, first off, your singer's going to sell you out. Because he's not reliable. This was probably about a year and a half ago, folks. Tim was very excited to start a brand new band. And me just trying to be the candid friend, which most of my friends tell me they appreciate from me, the candid nature of my attitude. Right, right. First thing I said, he told me who the guy was that was going to be in the band, and I was like, never going to happen. Because he's the kind of guy that wouldn't be able to make a practice if his wife doesn't let him out. Got a new baby. No, no. This is the singer they were going to put all their money on. This is my guy. This is my singer. I'm like, you mean the guy who... Doesn't show up to things and cancels things whenever his wife doesn't let him out. Yeah, yeah, but he's really dedicated. He's really excited. And I just said, listen, Tim, I think you're, I think you picked a bad name for the band. I think the songs you're picking are bad. And I think your singer's a bad choice and he's going to evidently leave you and you're going to be stuck with nothing. And I'm just trying to tell him, I'm not trying to say, oh, you'll never be better than me because I haven't played with my band in fucking eight months. So I'm not telling anybody how to run their band. <laughs> I think so. Wow. So, I mean, I'm not telling anybody how to run their band. I was just trying to be like, because I knew how excited Van Douche was. I knew how bad he wanted to be in a fun band. And I was like, this isn't the one, man. And I know that because guys like me and you, how many bands have you been in? Oh, gosh, countless. If you, there, if you count original bands and cover bands, like, yeah, lots of things, yeah. Unless you're, like, so. unless you're on a world tour and you're signed to Universal, this isn't the band. There's always going to be another band. Yeah. So I was just trying to say to Tim, don't get heartbroken when this guy fucks you and when you're unhappy because I don't think it's going to work. Turned into him being a little upset at me, probably thinking I'm not being supportive when I was just legitimately trying to say, bro, don't put your heart in this because it's not going to work. Yeah, yeah. Within a year, he's complaining about the guy. Oh, his wife wouldn't let him out on Friday. He hasn't made a practice in three weeks. He canceled our gig on Saturday. And I'm like, I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so a year ago. I told you a year ago. Fuck it. Cut the first couple times he let you down, kick him out, move on, find somebody else. But he's a good singer and he's a good player. So what? If he's not going to play, it doesn't matter. Matt Lees has the greatest lineup available in Kitchener with Danny Droop on bass, Jay Walsh on guitar, and Wayne Bond on drums. But if we don't have a fucking bar owner that's willing to pay us the money we're worth, it doesn't fucking matter because the four of us don't give a fuck. Well, exactly. And, and you know what? 
I'm past playing for fifty dollars and a and a, a a pint of beer. You know, that's Hallelujah. what you get, folks. That's what you make in most Kitchener bars. You know, yeah. There's one or two that I'm booked into that you know, you make a decent amount of money. The rest of them, you know, without mentioning any names. Uh, you I can mention nothing. names, but I guess you can't. You know, it's funny because the bar, uh, the bar that I'm booked in for uh, an upcoming Thursday in Iowa. I was talking, uh, what happened was I called my regular bar, Smitty's Bar, 709 Jefferson Street, the bar that I've now sold out twice. That's right, Matt Lee's is a huge deal in Waterloo, Iowa. I called that bar, told him my predicament. I said, I'm going to be stuck in Iowa next week. Can you get me a gig? And the owner says, fuck, man, I got a private party that whole weekend. I can't do anything for you. Fuck. I'm like, it's okay, man. Don't worry about it. A little while later, he texts me and says, I'm also friends with the owner of this college bar, and he'll let you play next Thursday. And this bar books solo guys for music night kind of like uh kind of like uh kevin doyle the boathouse will give an indie musician every thursday right yeah yeah okay you can do every thursday apparently this bar in iowa is struggling to find musicians because all he's willing to pay you is 200 dollars for the night wow but that's a lot of money for one person for one person uh, yeah to do one to do one night it's it must be a different world because in kitchener if it was 200 bucks for one guy to play a solo show that night i'd be playing three times a week but it's not well unless you're paul mcleod Right. <laughs> or Rob Zabo or somebody, you know yeah. what I mean? But yeah. other than that, forget it. You ain't making any money, you know? Yeah. And I mean, fuck, Paul McLeod, man. When I look back on my story of life as to why I had to come and waste time in Kitchener and in Canada, it'll be because I had to meet guys like you and Jay. And I had to be not even mentored. Mentors is too much of a strong word, but I needed to meet and learn from Paul McLeod. And I don't mean that he was like, when you write a song, write it like this. I was yeah, just like, yeah. I needed to watch him. I needed to learn from him. I needed to soak things up from him. And from the first day I saw him play on a Sunday night at the Boathouse, which, by the way, I will be taking Weller to this Sunday. Nice. First time I saw him play, and he said, hey, Matt Lees is here. I like this guy's songs. Will you come up and play? And he blew my fucking mind, and I never looked back. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, look up Paul McLeod on iTunes. Yeah, he's a great guy. I had had the opportunity to make an album with him a number of years back. Bright Eyes Fade. I still listen to it. Yeah, probably daily. I still listen to at least oh, one really? song from that record. <laughs> I love it for a long time. <laughs> Honestly, Paul McLeod is fucking incredible, and the difference, the the caveat to him being incredible is he is also a fantastic person. Yes, and he's always been fantastic to me. He has never ever been negative around me at all. He's always been completely supportive, and that's starting five years ago when I started showing up on Tuesdays at the Boathouse, and I was a green rookie at music, and he was still cool as hell, man. Has he been that long already? Oh yeah, if not more, man. Yeah. When Dave K was running the Boathouse Jam. Oh wow! Could be like six and a half years ago at this point. Just, we, we had we had some good gigs there with uh, Mike D and Patty Townsend. And, yeah, you remember the full night with all of us in the Matt Lee's band? Mike D on bass, Patty on uh, keyboards. Remember that? Yeah, I do. Oh, that was what a loud night. man. I remember that. They were just like they're so fucking loud. <laughs> yeah, because we started with um, Morning Glory, Oasis, and we fucking did it loud. <laughs> yeah, I remember a huge drum kit you know, yeah really big drum yeah <laughs> we've talked about this before how wayne plays the biggest drum kit i've ever seen size wise not pieces right exactly and we've said that size wise i don't mean he has a million yeah. toms i mean like his toms are fucking huge his bass drum probably wouldn't fit in my car <laughs> it's just fucking huge and we were loud we were obnoxious but fuck me do we have fun that night oh yeah patty townsend roll, on keys playing with his elbows people people aren't used to real rock and roll around here you know that you know um, you know, they used to, you know, if it's too loud and it's too much for them, then, you know, they can't handle it. Yeah. You know, I, I call them people pussies, you know, <laughs> you can't handle rock, man. If yeah. you can't handle rock, That's go true. home. It's true. You what know? are you doing here? What are you doing yeah. here? You know, yeah, it's go a pr- home. And if you don't like what we do, don't fucking buck us, period. 
You yeah, know? <laughs> exactly. You know what That's we it. do. You know who we are. Don't tell us we're too loud now. Exactly. You know, and, and we were told that all the time. You know, All the time. Even with just Jay and I, we were playing the Alibaba Steakhouse every Friday night. Every Friday night, he was like, Jay's too loud. Can you get him to turn down? No. Yeah, people are trying to eat the dinner. Well, why don't you book us later, assholes? Don't yeah. have a start. Yeah. You know? This is also the seventh straight Friday we've been here, so it's not like it's new to you. And, of course, everybody at home knows that that ended in a situation in which they wanted me to price Jay out of it. Did I ever tell you this? Jay Walsh and I were playing every Friday. No, you didn't. The owner is no longer happy with Jay Walsh. I remember you guys were doing that. I think so I get, Jimmy Mays came and saw you. Yeah. He was telling me. Yeah. So I get a phone call. Listen, the boss isn't happy with, A, the amount of money he's paying you guys or how loud you guys are. Oh, so fuck. he wants to um, he's get, he, he wants to just pay one of you. He doesn't want Jay anymore. I might be. This is Dave K calling me. He doesn't want Jay anymore, but I might be able to convince him to still pay you the same amount and you can just play on your own. And I was like, so basically, you want me to take money out of Jay's pocket and then play a three and a half hour set by myself? Yeah. No, I'll just quit. You either keep it the way it is. It's either me and Jay Walsh. The money either stays the same or goes up or I'm out. And Dave K was like, I fucking respect your honesty, man. And I was like, tell your owner. I'm done. And you know how we know the owner doesn't give a fuck about music? Because you know who started every Friday, the Friday after us? Who? Paul McLeod. Oh, really? Eh? And you know who else the boss also wasn't happy with and also ended up fucking over and firing? Who? Paul McLeod. Oh, so, really? Eh? Yeah. It leaves me feeling a little bit better to know that he went from me to McLeod. And if McLeod wasn't good enough, nobody is. So it doesn't make me feel like shit. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, that, you know, I mean. You know, most people don't give a, f- a fuck. You know, most bar yeah. owners, they're in it just how many beers they can sell. And, you know, it's all about how much liquor they can sell. And So if that's know, the point, don't do music then. Don't you know. don't fuck around with live music. Buy you may as well box. just stand by a jukebox in the corner right. and press play. And then yeah. next track, next track. Yeah. And then lip sync. Yeah, or put know. in a karaoke machine. That's got to be cheaper than paying a band. Yeah. Because you don't give a fuck about the bands. You don't care about how good they are or if they're playing music or if they're talented. You don't care. Well, yeah. You know, <sighs> you're you're absolutely right, man. I mean, you know, it's we tough. Could just we could just go and do the Matt Lee's Air Band. It's true. We'll just bring the CD and play with no instruments whatsoever. It's true. You know, it's true. Yeah, yeah. That's that's weird. I'm going to go to this college bar and I have no merch to sell. I have nothing because I literally am living out of a duffel bag, an army sized duffel bag. Which, by the way, I think you'd fit in that. <laughs> Probably. It's yeah. 35 inches long. No, I don't think I would. <laughs> But yeah, that's it, man. No, no CDs to sell, no T-shirts to sell. This is not a gimmick-heavy trip. This is a soul-searching trip, and I'm just going to go play music, man. And I was thinking what I may do at this college bar is just run this gear right here, run on this pretty little microphone, stick one of the mics in front of my guitar amp, run a really raw take of the night. At the end of the night, I can say, hey, if you guys want to hang out for 20 minutes, I can give you a CD recording of tonight's show for yeah, 20 bucks. good idea, man. And then I can just sit there at the bar and just burn them. How many do you want? Because yep. once you, the only long step is the rendering at the very beginning. But yep. you render it, mix the file down, and then you can yep, burn it. Exactly. Literally, how many do you want? I'll take one. I'll take one. I'll have take your one. little board there. Have your vocal mic. Right. And then the, another, another line go into your... Exactly. And away Perfect. You go. I could even have another mic much lower pointed out at the crowd if I wanted and have a real low run of the crowd. Yeah. Although it'll get picked up by everything else anyway. But I'm just saying, with technology these days, ladies and gentlemen, it's very easy to do. It is. It is. I'm going to try my bestest to record as often as I can while I'm off on this trip so that I can keep track with everyone. And, uh, you know, people can follow along if you're interested at all. Personally, if I was listening to a podcast in which a guy was changing his entire life, 
I'd be interested to listen every time because I want to know what he's doing. Well, it's a journey, man. It's you crazy, know, yeah. It's it's the start of a, a journey for you, you know. It's exciting. It's terrifying. It's it's all of the above. Yeah, <laughs> but but you are the you are the proof that you can come through these things, man. Yes, because you, you're the one I know that went through something like this the most recently. Yes, and you came through it better for it, sir. So I did. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's a couple of years in the past now, but right. you know, but. And I, I don't, I don't, you know, when I look back at those times, I'm like, wow, I'm glad I'm not there now, like mentally mm-hmm. where I was. For sure. I hear you, man. You know, I hear you. I'm just glad to feel like I don't, I don't feel like I'm having a mental breakdown. I don't feel like my emotions are. Well, I numbed mine with, with booze and drugs. For a few know. years. Yeah. Um, you know, that sort of helped me just to not think about it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Luckily, I feel pretty strong, man. Most people are telling me that they're surprised at my candor. Like, I'm pretty much standing up straight and just taking it. But what can you yeah, fucking do, def- man? I was too, man. Like, I didn't know how it was going to be, you know? It was 50-50, right? I was either going to be a wreck or I'm going to be all right with it. Because I don't... Uh, there's no real middle ground, I don't think. I don't know. Strange. Of course, uh, of course I'm upset. Of course I'm hurt. Of course I'm whatever, but... Well, I mean, you're human, man. Right. But it's like you you said earlier, when you were having your personal issues, you would deal with your emotions when you took your shower in the morning. Yeah. And the there, rest there of the day... There wasn't a day. There wasn't right. a day, really. No, when I woke up, um, you know, whether I was, you know, at my mom's or at Lindsay's or whoever's, that I woke up, that there wasn't a time in my day where I didn't think... About it, yeah. About it. Right, you know, um, in all honesty, and you know, I, I just needed that time on my own. So I, the the only place I could really get privacy, you know, if I wasn't at home, was in the bathroom. Yeah. So I just dealt with it by taking a shower. Then I could, I could, I could cry there, and I could, yep. you know, so nobody would see me. Yeah, so I hear you, man. If I needed to do it, right? Right. Yeah, you know? I hear you. And it was hard, man. I mean, you know, and then the house going up for sale, and yeah, see, you know, and I mean seeing the house empty for the first time you know I, I kind of that was a hard thing for sure i remember i was on my way to my studio yeah and seeing my house empty there you know where i had so many good times and stuff it was for sure it was a really hard hard thing to do man i remember i i was really upset and i yep. uh, got on the payphone to my wife mm-hmm. and um you know we had a good long talk yeah you know but you know it was it never left me man it never left me and you know i I came through it and i I, we got back together and i'm I'm thankful for that but i had to do a lot of work and i had to change a lot you know well i mean i didn't want to i didn't want to go back if i was going to be the same guy right there's no point going back to it if you're not going to No, because the same stuff's just going to happen you know i mean and it takes two people you know i mean we both did change in you know i'm a big believer in counseling right right um you know so i did a lot of counseling uh to deal with my own issues yeah it worked but now you're back with her you seem happier than ever you got yes, a great job i am yeah i mean she's almost like an angel of sorts because she waited for you you know i mean i'm, I'm not, I'm not and saying she didn't oh i agree man she didn't have to you yeah. know and i you know and you know i was being stubborn as all hell you know but i think and, she knew know, just, you know because who knows you better than your wife right yeah, so, well, she did know. She did know, and the fact that she did wait yeah. was a big deal to me. Because I can still remember, yeah. even in the middle of that, we'd be recording, and she would come by the studio sometimes, even just to say hello. And yeah. it's it was awkward for her and I to communicate, obviously, because you're the drummer of my band, and she's your 
estranged wife or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah. But the I, time, she was. Yeah. Ne- I never. There was never an awkward moment between us. And I always think that no matter what, I always saw her kind of in the background sometimes, as if she was like, Wayne needs his time. Wayne needs his space. My job is to be here when he comes back. And I don't mean that as if like you. I the think only you're absolutely one. right, dude. I, yeah. I think you you 100 percent right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, I didn't see it at that time then. Because mm-hmm. my stubbornness wouldn't allow me and my anger wouldn't allow me. But when she you put all that aside and you deal with all of that, then... Yeah, it's a beautiful thing that she waited for you, dude. It's, yeah, really it cool. is, man. It's, you know, and, you know, I mean, I'm lucky. We're both lucky to have each other, you know. And yep. I, I think I'd forgotten that, you know, over time. And yep. with my cheating and doing the things I was doing was, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, that didn't help because you feel all that guilt you know inside you and even though it's unspoken and you still have to deal with it it still eats at you for sure yep oh yeah so for me to get all of that out of me and and just lay everything on the table and not have to have anything inside me anymore Mm -hmm. and just be a hundred percent clean slate that was a big thing i mean and obviously when it all did come out it took time to rebuild for sure you gotta still rebuilding now but it's it's getting there, you know, it's getting yeah. to where it should be. And know, once you rebuild, it'll be better than it ever was. Exactly. So, yeah, man, it's, it's fucking beautiful. I mean, it's funny because the first thing that came through my mind once my brain settled was how much I miss my family back in Cardiff, yeah. which is strange. It's not like I don't always miss them, but it's like you said, it's just sort of in you. Well, There's not yeah, a day goes by that I don't think I should, you know, I should live much closer to my family and my parents. And it, it's in you because, like, I mean, for me, I mean, I with my family that's in England, like, obviously, my parents are, are in Canada and my brother is, and I have an aunt and uncle that are, which I don't see. But with my family in England, I miss them on a daily basis. Yeah. Like, my grandparents aren't getting any younger, you know. Exactly. You know, yep. and those those are people that you know I spent you know your life with. A, a lot of my early life yeah. growing up with you know when yep. i was living in the uk right yeah and you'll never forget the so, early connections no I mean, and that's my thing i'm a, i get to go home in a few weeks and see the aunts and uncles and the little cousin that doesn't doesn't see me nearly enough the funny thing about it was too when that all of that stuff was going on with my separation there a couple of years back my my grandmother my dad's mom passed away and um that really hit home too because you know i mean i wasn't there you know and uh, you know what i mean i hadn't spoken to her and you know a week before she died i was supposed to speak to her and didn't for some reason didn't end up calling so oh yeah it just you know it really was was a bad time you're preaching to the choir man that's why the date that my grandfather died is tattooed on my arm yeah because i hadn't spoken to him in a while and before you know it they're just gone oh i know you know so you know i don't you know, I mean, so I often think about my family in England, you know, I, yep. I do. Well, I'll go say hi to them for you. Yeah, please. I'll run up and be like, there's this little English cunt in <laughs> yeah. Well, there like, is, yeah, I mean, don't say that on my grandparents. Oh, it's true. Yeah, I'll they, be politer on your grandparents. They, uh, they, uh, they're all church going and stuff, so. Yeah, no worries. So, ladies and gentlemen, I think this is as good as time as any. Mr. Bond has an appointment to attend to. Yes. And uh, it's me, your boy Matt Lees, with no more than a guitar on my back and the open road in front of me. Wayne, closing thoughts for right now? Hopefully we'll get you back in the next couple of days to say goodbye. Yeah, well, uh, you know, uh, we'll do the gig there and, and, you know, we'll have some recordings. So maybe yep. we, we can have a listen to those and have a laugh. Absolutely. You know? Hopefully I go away right now, rekindle my passion and come back and finish the record with Wayne at some point. Well, I'm up for it, man. Awesome. Well, thanks for visiting. Thanks for stepping in, uh, checking in with the 
podcast listeners on this, the emergency broadcast. Don't forget, folks, I'm on the road. If you don't hear from me for more than a few days, I'm probably dead. Awesome. See, see you, folks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.